So I was a young pilot. I flew F4, which is a huge plane. And just before landing, we had problem with one of our hydraulic systems. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, we were just almost running off the runway, so we, we, we need to use an emergency system, and the plane stopped like two feet from the edge of the runway. We took the, the video, and we went to the squadron, and uh, just went over the video, and just when we finished, the squadron commander entered to the room, enters the room and says, can you put the video again? So I put the video again, he watches the video, says nothing. And after that, he asked me, so what do you think? I said, I, I think we were pretty okay. And he looks at me and he says, if I could put you in jail, this is what I was doing. You're oh, a bunch wow. of morons. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the five people on the road, the show that's all about tools and approaches for success from the most brilliant people. My name is Meital Zavi. I'm your host. And today we have Ariel Brickman. 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 And he is an ex-pilot, F-16 uh, from Israel, and he's now the manager of this really awesome place that we're right now in, in New York, where you get to do a flight simulation. And it's called the... The Squadron. The Squadron. Really awesome. I highly recommend. I just did it. I got a little nauseous, but I learned so much in the process. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How is flights and everything you do here is related to our success and to our life? So what can we learn from it? And I'll start from asking you, what, like, how did you even get to do this? Like, what do you guys do here exactly? Okay. So, hi, Meital. Meital. Uh, Meital, sorry, yes, Meital. That, that's yeah, important. that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry. Yes, hi, Meital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, basically, we opened the place here in the Seven World Trade Center three months ago. And it's based on a center that we have in Tel Aviv, very successful one, which runs almost five years now. And in those five years, we have thousands of people coming to us, more than a thousand different companies. And the idea was to create an environment in which you can bring people who have no clue about flying mm-hmm. and give them a unique experience, cool, and using that experience to create learning process. And we had, in our vision, many, many kids coming to our facility. <coughs> Excuse me. But basically, we found out that if we bring managers in C-levels and, and senior managers to, to our facility. We can also talk about how you can improve your managing skills and how, how you can improve your teams and so on. Uh, so basically, everybody can enjoy it. It doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or 18 or 80. Mm-hmm. And, and this was the idea. And if you ask me about what the connection between flying and success in life, I would say that um, there are ma- many, many things that you can take from the experience here and transform it into very practical things that you can do in your personal mm-hmm. or professional life. Just for an example, there's one thing which is I really like about planes, especially fighter jets, is that they are flying very fast. 
and you can never stop in the middle. You always move forward. So what mm. we do here is we basically try to to give the the people the the sense that if you want to succeed, you, your brain must be set up in a way that you always think about what's coming next. And of course, you need once in a while to be able to to pause and and talk about or think about what you've done. But it's not. It's not just because you want to understand what happened. It's because if you do so, it will serve you in the future. Okay, so everything is aimed for the future in what we do. Okay, so, mm-hmm. and and the and, and the idea is that you can, you can come here. Well, ninety nine percent of our customers have no clue about flying. So, <laughs> and it takes about five years to become an F sixteen F sixteen or F thirty five pilot. Here we do it in less than. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do you do it in less than 30 minutes? Of course, we don't teach them everything they need to know. We teach them enough to enable them to enter the simulator and start trying. And, and I think what is very powerful with what we do is that you get the, the sense and you can experience how is it to enter something that you have no idea about it Mm-hmm. And how fast you can learn, and we we do sessions that talk about how how can you improve the the, the way you perform, how fast you learn, how you can cooperate in a team, how you how can you make better decision in an uncertain environment, and also something that I think you personally will like is that what do you do when you fail? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when I crashed, I was devastated. Okay, and then what? Well, I came out of the simulator bummed, even though I had, I think, like 90% improvement from the first time. Just because of that one crash, I was like, yeah, this is not good. I mean, in real life, you can't really crash a plane. I would be dead, so. Yeah, well, this is what's good with simulators. So you can crash in a simulator and nothing happens to you. And we emphasize, or, or during the first briefing, the, one of the most strong or the pow- one of the most powerful messages that I always tell the clients is here, if you want to learn something and you want to do it fast, it's okay to make mistakes. So it's a safe environment here. And we encourage people to make mistakes and even to crash. Mm-hmm. And um, I always tell them that, you know, if, if you want to be able to improve and to learn and to be more flexible, you need to be able to get out of your comfort zone. Okay, and there are, I would say there are some people who have trouble with that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think here we give them the opportunity because nobody expects you to be a pilot after the first try. And if you crash, well, I'll tell you a secret: you're not the only one who's crashing here. Okay, okay. some other people crash. I would say. At least fifty percent of the people mm-hmm. crash here, so it's it's not so tragic that you make mistakes here. But you learn that by doing those mistakes, we encourage people, to, you know, to go till the edge of the envelope. Don't stay in your comfort zone. Try to find your where your border is, and and if you if you crash, all I all I want you to do is okay. Don't panic. Don't get devastated. Just ask yourself a very simple question. What happened here? And why did I crash? 
And especially, what do I need to do different? And if you come with a solution to that very simple question, which is, what do I need to do different next mm -hmm. time? Then you just jump a huge step towards being better. Okay? What happened here and what I need to do different? You know, well, what happened? Yes. Why? Why? Now, as for the why, people tend to blame the plane, uh -huh. to blame the, the simulator, to blame their boss, the technology, the customers. And we always say here, don't look around. Look inside yourself. So it has to be something with what you did. Mm -hmm. It's not that the, the simulator is not good. This is what it is. And try to find a reason that is somehow related to you. Mm -hmm. And then define something very practical that you want to do different. And the hardest part in life is to do it. It's not just to define it, okay? Because what distinguishes between excellent organization and also excellent individual is not the ability to say what I need to do. It's the ability to do it, okay? So here usually what happens is we give them, after we teach them the methodology of how how to debrief and so on, we give them a second chance. Mm -hmm. And in that second chance, we tell them, look, I, we don't care where you were when you started. I want to see how much how you, you can improve. improve. Okay? And by the way, when we work in groups, I'll always ask them, so what is your goal for improvement? And people tend to, to put a very low goal, like I'm, I'm going to do 30%, 20%, and so on. And, and I always raise the bar. And I say, okay, so... You need to double your score. And when they go out and fly again, and they found out that they doubled the score, then it becomes very powerful, okay? Mm -hmm. Because now you start to believe, and this is very important, we believe in simplicity here. Things need to be very simple, okay? Because, and this is my, I think also in life, Things are simple. You don't need to be... If, when you make a plan, don't try to, to, to find the, the perfect plan because it's never going to work. Okay? Because anyhow, something's going to change and All so on. All the time, on. yeah. So again, mo our models are not very complicated. They are very simple, but also practical. Mm -hmm. And they are based on 40, 50 years of experience that we have in the Air Force as pilots. And uh, I'll tell you one thing which we, I think it's important. As a pilot, each, each flight, its mission is different than the, the last one you had. And mm -hmm. the problem is that when you fly a real plane, you cannot crash. Okay? That's yeah, a, of course, that's a challenge. you should. <laughs> yeah? So, and you, and, and you need to be ready for enormous things that are unexpected. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the most powerful tool you need to have in your pocket is the ability to, when you start something, to ask a very simple question. What happens here? Is it what I expected it? Or is it something different? And if there is a gap between what I've planned for and what happens, I need to close that gap as fast as I can. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that, those three questions of what, what, why, and how needs to be performed in a very quick cycle, okay? Mm -hmm. And in real time, don't wait, okay? So th there are many 
many things that are that you can take from your experience here in, in the simulator and just implement them in no matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're an investor and if you are a founder of a, of a company, if, if you're a CEO, or if you're a dancer or basketball player or a doctor. Okay, because mm-hmm. basically it's... If you are trying to be good in what you're doing, you, you need to be able to set your goal and then to plan according to the goal that you set and then to execute and then to debrief and then to implement and go over and over again. I'm curious because apart from just managing this place, you were a real pilot. You actually like, you flew in airplanes yeah, well, in I, the sky. Yeah, and I'm then still you flying can- by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And now, like there, like you said, you can't really crash. So can you share maybe a story of a situation that happened to you where you made a, made a mistake live, not in simulator, and you needed to do this process live? And how was it? And what did you learn from it? Well, uh, I've spent many years uh, educating and instructing young pilots in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and still going back to the time that I was a cadet and learned how to fly, we do it from day one, from first flight, because as you said, we do mistakes mm-hmm. a lot, okay? And it's never, never perfect. And by the way, acknowledging the fact that you're gonna, you're gonna fail, this is part of what you do, is something that we try to educate our cadets from the first moment, okay? Mm-hmm. And the reason is because everybody fails, except those who are doing nothing. Yeah. And uh, we want to see the people can recover very fast from failure mm-hmm. and move to the, next, um, to the next phase, which you're going to fix it or you need to redo it or so on. So as for your question, I, can, I think every flight that I flew in my life, I've done mistakes, okay? okay? Many mistakes. Some of them were insignificant and some of them were significant. Can you share one of the significant ones? Um, that you remember vividly? There are a few that I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to share with you because <laughs> some of them are, are still classified. Okay, something uh, that's not classified. Yeah, so I need to think about, about it, okay? But, uh, just, I'll give you an example, and I'm giving, it to, I'm giving it here in my lectures, some of my lectures about uh, decision-making. Mm-hmm. So I was a young pilot. I flew F-4, which is a huge plane. And uh, just before uh, landing, we had, I'm saying we because we were, we were two people in the plane. It was me, and I had a co-pilot in the backseater in the backseat, and we had a problem with one of our hydraulic systems. Mm-hmm. And you got a warning light and, and a hazard um, beep in your, in your headset, and I'm about five seconds to, to touch down. So I, I decided that I'm going to land. And because it was just before landing, and I, 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 I ran through my head and I said, okay, so we have a problem with, with the brakes, but we have a hook that we can use to, to land because the plane was designed to land on a carrier. Mm-hmm. And I also will have some problems with 
steering on the ground, but it's okay. I'm going to use the hook and I've landed. And just after landing, I just realized that the runway that we were landing at was very narrow and the first cable was too far. Mm. So, um, to make a long story short, we were just almost running off the runway, so we, we, we need to use an emergency system, and the plane stopped like two feet from the edge of the runway. So I was very happy because I said, okay, we are okay, everything is okay, the plane is on the ground, it's safe, and so on. So we took the, the video and we went to the squadron and, and just to remind you, I was a very young pilot and uh, just went over the video and just when we finished, the squadron commander entered to the room, enters the room and says, can you put the video again? So I put the video again, he watches the video, says nothing. And after that, he asked me, so what do you think? I said, I, I think we were pretty okay. And he looks at me and he says, if I could put you in jail, this is what I was doing. You're oh, a bunch wow. of morons. So I said, whoa. And then I realized that he was right because instead of landing, we should have just pushed those two engines, go around, mm -hmm. and then analyze the situation and maybe choose a different runway. We were very lucky that we stayed on the runway, okay? And uh, for me, it was uh, um, an experience and I still remember about how you make decisions because some, sometimes when you fly, mm -hmm. also in life, in business, or so no matter what, you have the sense of urgency that you need to make decisions, okay? Let's mm -hmm. say that you, are, you need to decide, uh, you're sitting with me in a job interview and I'm giving you an offer and mm -hmm. I I'm telling you, look, I want you to decide whether you want to take it or not. I don't know that yesterday you were in a different place, in a different interview, so you have a few options. So, but I'm telling you, look, you got, I need an answer now, okay? So you can either give me an answer or you can say, well, I'm not ready to give you an answer. I need another day. I don't know. There are a few situations in life in which we need to postpone our decisions. And there are a few situations in life in which we need to make decisions right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you know when you need to make decisions right now and when you can have more time? Well, probably you know, you don't know. Yeah. But this is a question you need to ask yourself. Do I have more time? Do I need more time? So this is just one example of how you can use a situation that happens here in the simulator and mm -hmm. analyze it and then use it as a tool to completely different things in life. So what did you learn from it? Because What well, I've learned is that yeah. the first question that you need to ask yourself when you need to make a decision is, do I need to do it right now? Mm -hmm. People do not tend to, to ask that question. If it's urgent. If it's urgent. What okay. is the urgency? And try, and, and if it's not urgent, then don't make a decision. Use the time to get more information, to hear more people, other people's opinion, and so on. Mm -hmm. Of course, there is a point in which you need to make the decision because if you postpone it a little bit more, then it, probably the decision will be not, not good enough or, 
Or yeah, also I feel like that's kind of a problem that might cause a procrastination. Yeah. You know, because like you say, yeah, I don't have to decide right now, and then you end up doing nothing for a very no, long no, no, time. No, 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 no. So, so, so the, the question is not, I'm not going to postpone it forever. Mm-hmm. But it, just for example, if, if I ask you, can you give me your answer right now? And all you say to me is, can I have another 10 minutes because mm-hmm. I need to make a phone call and I want to talk to my partner or whatever. And you're using those 10 minutes to expand the pictures that you have to, to, to maybe get different opinions. That's all you need, 10 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. So I can tell you, well, 10 minutes, it's okay. Come back in 10 minutes or... I, I, I will say, you know, I need the answer now because I'm going to see the next person and if you give me, if you don't give me an answer, then I'm going to put you, bring it there in. Then you know that you don't have the time, mm-hmm. okay? But people tend to assume in those situations that we must decide right now. All I'm saying, I'm using it as a tool to give to people from, and of course it, there are situations on, on, also in flying that you cannot postpone the decision. You, you must take the decision right now. So what do you do? So, the, so again, I think the most important thing is to ask yourself a very simple question. Do I need to make a decision right now? And if, and if, if the answer is yes, then make a decision. If mm-hmm. the answer is no, use the time. Okay. So I'm curious right now because uh, in decision makings, I know there, are, there is a big emotional factor. So I'm assuming that when it's life and death, uh, emotional factor is even bigger. So how do you deal with that? Okay, so this is a long, long, or, or uh, I would say, it, it, it may be a long answer. But all I'm saying is that I don't care if you are emotional, rational, or whatever. I do care, but <laughs> eventually we're people. Yes. And the decision that we are making are based on many, many issues. Mm-hmm. I think the, the most important factor that influence our decisions is the values that we believe in. Okay? And the values that we were raised upon or educated and this is why I think it's, it's so important as a parent, as mm-hmm. a manager, to make sure that people understand what are the values of the company or what are the values that we believe in. And by the way, it's not what you say, it's how you behave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, just to give you an example, you can walk here in the street in New York and in front of you is coming a person and he falls down, collapsed, and you can see people going around him and you will see people coming to help him. What, may, what, what is the reason for someone to decide that he wants to help and for the other one is to go around? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be emotional, it could be rational. But I think values is probably one of the things that will dictate the way you behave. It's not the only tool you get. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, emotions is important, but what we are doing, and, and I think that 
one of the strongest tools we have is what we tend to call gut feeling. What is gut feeling or intuition? It's not something that is rational. It's something that we feel, okay? Mm -hmm. what, is, what is intuition? If I don't know if anybody define, can actually explain that. Okay. Yeah, so it's people some sort of like natural knowing according to every person I talk to. Okay, but probably it's based on something. Mm -hmm. So intuition is something that is based on the, your life experience, on what you've been doing in your life. And it's somehow folded or transformed into patterns and, and, and things that you cannot explain, that, mm -hmm. that you can feel them. I think this is one of the strongest tools that a pilot or a manager has, which is, and this is what I'm telling them always, trust your guts, okay? Develop your your intuition and so on. Mm -hmm. But this is just one of, you, of the tools you got, okay? There are some other tools like, as I said, values, the, the way um, or if you have thought about things before they happen, okay? This will help you. Uh, so you are going to a place that you've never been or to a meeting you start visualizing it in your mind, so this is how it's going to look like, and so on. Now, if you can ask yourself, so what if? What if when I land in New York, it's going to be freezing and snowing? So maybe I need to take a coat. And now, if you, if you don't ask those questions, and this is a very simple mm -hmm. example. Another example is, Let's say that, and I'll give it you. I'll give you an example from the simulators or from flying. When you take off in an F thirty-five, F sixteen, it takes a few seconds to take off, and this is one of the I would say more challenging part of the flight. So just before takeoff, you can say to yourself, "Well, if I have a problem until." 40 knots, this is what I do. After that, this is what I do. If something, in, if that happened, I'm going to do this. If that so having a plan B, basically. Yeah, well, it, we having a plan B or we call it pre-deciding process. Okay. So you decide before things happening. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it is not enough. There is also the, the, the approach for life or, for, for, or the mentality you come with. So, for example, you can t say to yourself, if this has happened, this is what I'm going to do. If this has happened, this is what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to take off. Or you mm -hmm. can say, definitely something is going to happen, and if not, I will take off. Okay? Now, if, if, if you expect something wrong to happen during takeoff, and it happens, the time for you to adjust the new situation will be much shorter than if you, if you come with a sense that everything will be okay, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden, something happened. So there are few parts in life in which you need to assume that something, that probably something will go wrong. Will go wrong. But most of our life, we need to assume that it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Especially in business, by the way. It's going to succeed. We are success-oriented. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, we're going to be paralyzed. We're not going to do anything. Because if, if people tend to think that they will fail, 
they tend to avoid from doing. I agree. I do want to get back again to the emotion part because okay. I'm really curious in the example you gave. You said that uh, you saw the light blinking and you heard uh, this beeping of like, hazard, hazard, be careful. I assume that in that point, there was an emotional factor to your decision. Well, you need to understand that the decision was taken probably after less than a second. So what did you do? How did you quiet that emotional part and said, no, like this is the logical decision to do? Well, first, it's, it's, it's the way we train, mm-hmm. okay? And this is, by the way, when we do simulators in the Air Force, we practice those malfunctions and so on. So it's not the first time that you, you hear this hazard. And, and I said to myself, okay, I've tried it already in the simulator. I know what I need to do. This is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. okay? Okay, that's uh, an important point, actually. You say that because you've seen it before, yeah. you were calm when it happened in real life. Yeah. So the simulation had an effect on yeah. it. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, also, I, when you are in, in the action, and it's, it, it, it has been proven through tests, you, you drop aside mm-hmm. emotions. Okay, you, you, you become very practical in, in your decision. And only after the situation ends, then you start feeling, you get some feelings with shaking with your legs and some other stuff that you, you already understand that something happened here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, oh, and I think it's part of the way we train and, and also it's part of the way we select our pilots. Okay? Yeah. But let's go back to, to the squadron. Here, we bring everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? We have a variety of people from di- different characters. Each one deals a little bit different. And, and here, it's not about flying. Okay? We are using the simulation of flying to talk about skills, life skills, or managing skills. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Um, and I've seen here people who are very nervous before they start flying. Mm-hmm. People do not like to fail. And they are very stressed from that. Mm-hmm. And people are very... Uh, I've seen few that, that were, I would say, even on the edge of anxiety. And and uh, you need to relax them and say it's okay, okay. You're Nothing going to make happens. mistakes. You're gonna and but you're gonna succeed, okay. Mm-hmm. Now we here believe in transparency. So for example, when when a team comes, we will present the score of everybody in front of everybody, and this is very stressful for for few of the people because nobody mm-hmm. wants to be last. Mm-hmm. So we have our way to 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 soften it a little bit and and. Uh, of, co- of course, this is a completely new thing that people are doing, so nobody expects to be, them to be perfect in what they are doing and so on. And, um, and, and for me, it's very important that then when, when people come here, um, they, I want them to feel capable, mm-hmm. not to come up with a sense that they are 
a failure or so we know how to put the, this simulation in the right place for each person in order to make them to, to create success for each person of course the level will not be the same but mm -hmm. each one of them will feel that he is succeeding with with the effort to, to succeed in the simulator interesting I want it to be as practical as possible for the people that are listening to us. So what do you think are the main lessons that people get here? Because we talked about perfectionism, which is very important, that like you can really make mistakes. We talked about how to get rid of your emotion in the process, um, which relates also to stress and anxiety and things like that. Uh, what else? Is there anything that's like So very I important? would say um, first is that we always move forward mm -hmm. so we need to our our main challenge is to design and shape the future and not deal with the past this mm. is one thing second is that if you if you want to be better in what you're doing mm -hmm. you need to be able to have a very quick cycle that ask a ver three those three simple questions is what happened why look at yourself and then define something that you want to do different and do it. And the third or, or another issue is that we always need to prioritize. Okay? When you fly, mm -hmm. many things happen simultaneously. And it happens very fast. Nobody can deal with everything. So you always need to be able to select the most important thing and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And again, I think it's, it's very applicable to life and also to the business, which is prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. Always ask yourself, what is the most important thing that I want to deal with? And make sure that this, you put most of your effort there. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an important point, actually. I want to stop a little bit the on that. The last thing I want to say before we yeah. stop on that is that Move forward in small steps. This is another mm -hmm. thing that we're doing here. Don't try to eat the cake in one bite. Because if you want to be able to move forward for a long time, it needs to be in small steps. So nobody can, when he, when he finishes the experience here, you cannot decide, okay, so I'm, from now on, I'm going to be completely different than what I'm doing. This is not going to work. You need mm -hmm. to change one thing and then the other thing. And, and always, of course, the most important thing that now need to, needed to be changed, fix this, and then move forward. Love it. And let's talk a little bit about the prioritizing, because I do think that's something that a lot of people have problem with, especially because there are outside voices. So I'll give an example for the people to understand what I'm talking about. Let's say that I want to, well, uh, decide what I'm going to do today. And while I want to do the interview, a friend of mine say, hey, let's meet for coffee. And I say, what? Well, no, but I have the interview. And it's like, no, no, but we really need to meet for coffee. So needing to deal with outside voices is always a struggle. Mm -hmm. So what is your advice for prioritizing? Because I feel like that's a very interesting point. Well, <laughs> Even though like you're out by yourself in the cockpit, so I don't know if that really relates, but still. When I talk to... People who are in the business, who are managing companies, mm -hmm. I always ask them a very simple question. Ask yourself, where is the big money? Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, so 
if I need to, to translate it into something which is more general, is that you need always ask yourself, what is the most important thing for you right now? Mm-hmm. And it's based on what you're trying to achieve. Okay, for example, if your goal is to have more friends and to expand your network, so maybe going to the coffee with your friend is more important than coming here. So mm-hmm. it's based on the goals that you have and what you're trying to achieve. And also, we have many, many goals in life, so we need to prioritize what is important for us for a, in any given minute. Mm-hmm. The problem is that uh, we have many things that are important for us, okay? So if, if, I, if I'm looking at that from a personal point of view, I would say that each one of us has few things that are important for us. We have our career, we want to make money, we have our family or love life or whatever, we have our social network mm-hmm. as for friends and so on, uh, hobbies, health and so on. And in any given time in life, they are not equal in their importance, mm-hmm. okay? So you need to decide what is more the most important thing for you right now, at the moment, and focus on that, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with prioritizing is not what to do. The problem always is not is what not to do. This is the okay. problem, okay? What, and, and, and again, going back to managers, mm-hmm. this is their rule is to decide what are we focusing on right now mm-hmm. and what we're not doing, okay? Because people tend, especially managers, to say, well, this is important, and this is important, and this is important. If everything is important, nothing is important, okay? Um, just to give you an example. When you fly, you're in the simulator, and yes. you fly low level, or in real life, okay? Mm-hmm. The most important thing is not hit the ground. Because if you hit the ground, you're dead. You're dead. Mission over. Okay, game mm-hmm. over. So you cannot decide that you're going to spend more than five seconds with doing something else mm-hmm. and not making sure that you're not hitting the ground. Because your mission is now to fly as low as you can. And if the terrain is not flat, you need to be focused on that. And if you're focused on that, you're going to neglect some other stuff. Now, this is very clear, okay, because it's a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, during my career as a pilot, I saw pilots who made that mistakes, those mistakes. And, and unfortunately, it, it always ends up with a disaster, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we, when you go and analyze what happened here, it goes back to the basic issue, which is prioritizing what is the most important thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. And if you are in an enemy, enemy territory and people are firing at you, mm-hmm. you cannot neglect that issue of self-defense because you're not going to come back. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and during a mission, it changes all the time. But also during our life, during the business. <clears throat> there is a tendency to think that you can, especially if you're a woman, you can do more than one thing at once. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't believe in that. Me neither, okay? <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> you can do only one thing at once. Mm-hmm. The question is how fast you can move from one thing to another and how you prioritize your, your stuff, okay? And uh, I think this is one of the most 
strong messages that we have here is that you need to prioritize in any given time. Because mm -hmm. not everything is important as the other stuff. Interesting. You talked about uh, enemy zone. Uh, and I feel like that's something that is even more stressful than probably anything I can think of, honestly, in life. So describe a little bit the feeling there. Like when someone is firing at you, what do you do? What kind of thoughts goes in your head and how do you actually make a decision? I mean, if someone was firing at me, I would probably just try to escape. Okay, so as I told you, if you want to succeed in what you do, you need to be optimistic person. Mm -hmm. It means that when you try something, it's going to succeed. This needs to be your approach for everything you do. I agree. Okay? Now, <laughs> when, when you fly, you're very busy. Mm-hmm. You almost don't have the time to think about other things than what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can go and discuss psychological aspects of how people behave in a danger zone. A danger, danger zone. Mm -hmm. But one thing that was that is proven through many many researches and also based on experiences. If you have a procedure that you know that you need to do, mm -hmm. it will help you to cope with those situations. And of course, you know the fight or flight tendency of people when you face danger. So of course you can hide or run away. Mm -hmm. This is an option, okay? But there is the other option is to do what is needed to do. And it's based on training, education, and training and education and, and creating a, an environment of, of group of people who needs to do it together so people are counting on you mm -hmm. and you don't want to fail your, or disappoint your colleagues and so on. And it's, it's again an ongoing conversation that you do with yourself. Am I willing to take that risk? And what are we living for? Mm -hmm. and some other issues that I'm not sure we have the time to, to dive into. But you said something very interesting. You said that what really helps you make that decision in that point is the fact that you have a procedure. That's right. It's like just the fact that you've planned before what are the steps that needs to be done in a case someone fires at you. It really helps you when you're actually dealing with that. Absolutely. It's like when you are operating in the operation room mm -hmm. and something happens. If you have a procedure, it will help you to make the right decisions. Of course, you don't need always to follow the exact procedure, but there is a protocol, there is something that needs to be done, and it helps people to, to start executing, executing some plan mm -hmm. uh, or to decide what they, they are doing next, okay? Um, but, but there are some other psychologists, psychological issues like the belief that we're going to succeed, the belief that I'm going to survive. And uh, it's, I would say that it's, it's also a part of the personality of the people that you have in your team or not. Okay. Not all people will 
um, behave the same in those situations. Makes Probably. sense. Okay, we need to finish soon. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we do, I would love to hear from you what is like your main lesson, advice, tip, whatever you want to call it, that you can give to our uh, viewers or listeners that will be like, yeah, this is, this is something I can take for my life. Okay. I think the most important thing is that if you don't try, you don't fail. Mm -hmm. and, and you uh, don't succeed as well. But also, <laughs> you don't succeed. Yeah. Um, and then just define your goal or define where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Aim high, okay? And then make a plan how to get there because you won't be there if you don't make a plan. Mm -hmm. And the plan needs to be a very good one with, with contingency plans and with uh, after going through a process where you consult with people and so on, but eventually, when you start with the execution, don't expect it to be by the plan. So you need to be ready to what we call recalculate your route in any given time and do it very quickly. So make sure that you have an improvement cycle that makes you a better version of yourself every day and day again and again. And be optimistic because eventually you're going to succeed. And if not, try again. Love it. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you very this much. This was great. Out. And thank you guys for listening or watching this episode. I think I got so many insights from here that really, well, I'm optimistic, gotta say. And I hope you guys too. And see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.